You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. Our love for Christ is evident in showing compassion to the poor. Discover more about this truth in this message by Pastor Sunny Waman. Tayo po ay may bagong serye. Sinimulan lang po natin ito last week, pinamagatan natin enact or every nation in action. We feel like this is a good uh, opportunity for us to introduce to you not just victory, but even every nation. Ang victory po, again, sabi ko last week, dito lang sa Pilipinas. Although pumayag ng apostolic team na pagka Pinoy ang nag-church plant, kahit saan, kahit sa buwan, victory na dadalhin. You know, para kung may kamag-anak kayo sa buwan, pwede nyo na humpatinin doon. Simply because some of our relatives are looking for the name victory pagka sila ho ay nag-abroad. Usually, sa labas po ng Pilipinas, ang pangalan ng, ng mga churches natin ay every nation ang daladala nila. You know? But anyway, every nation, uh, ang victory po ay founding uh, member ng every nation. So, uh, kaya malaki po ang bahagi natin dito. Marami po tayong mga tagapanguna dito sa Pilipinas na bahagi po ng, mang, ng pangkalahatang uh, leadership ng every nation. Okay? Now, we're hoping again at the end of the series is ma, you know, at least makita natin, grasp natin at ma-inspired tayo doon sa ginagawa ng Diyos sa pamagitan ng ating uh, movement and at the same time, tayo ho ay makapag-participate. Okay? Now, ilan ho sa inyo naniniwala na mahalaga? Ilan ho nagpagawa sa inyo ng bahay? Planong magpagawa ng bahay? Pangarap nyo magpagawa ng bahay? Napanaginipan nyo na na nagpapagawa kayo ng bahay. Okay, um, alam natin na mahalaga pagka tayo nagpapagawa ng bahay, tinatawag ng blueprint, right? Okay, kung, kung, kung maayos na bahay yun, you know? Uh, bagay, lahat naman ng bahay maayos eh. Pero kung ika nga ay eh, kung gusto natin talaga, dahil kumukuha tayo ng permit, di ba? yung building permit and everything, so kailangan natin yung blueprint. And we all know, we can never deny this, dapat kung ano yung nasa blueprint, yun ang gawin. Tama ba? Na ano sa palagay nyo ang posibleng mangyari pagka hindi sinunod yung nasa blueprint? Well, sometimes pag hindi nasusunod yung nasa blueprint, it becomes more costly, mas napapamahal tayo, and sometimes risky, dangerous. Bakit? Lalo na pagka mga materialis eh, you know, substandard, ika nga, di ba? And sometimes, hindi lang, nakakatawa yung tsura pag hindi sumusunod. No? Alimbawa, gaya na ito, eh, hindi ho nasunod yung, yung, yung blueprint. I mean, could you imagine, hindi, hindi sumakto yung tulay. So, baka lagyan na lang nila ng cardboard. You know? O kaya, pagka minsan meron tayong mga hindi na-anticipate, I mean, could you imagine kung magpapagawa ka ng pintuan at nalimutan mo na sa ibaba pala nun, merong daluyan ng, ng hangin, eh, medyo malabo yun, no? Or even this one, I mean, could you imagine? <laughs> ang bahay mo, ganyan ang hagdan. Uh, parang napanood ko na sa sining ganito, hindi eh. ba parang may ganyan sa sining sa ilalim dumadaan? <laughs> eh, mas matindi naman kung hindi mo sinunod yung blueprint mo sa CR. Now, I hope walang magsabay. Yeah. No, but kidding aside, the same thing, the same principle applies when we look at the Word of God and talk about the church. We need to go back to the blueprint. We need to see what's in the heart and in the mind of God when He started His church. Nung sinimulan ng Panginoon ang kanyang gawain and He said, Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Now, what's my point? Sa panahon natin ngayon, kung tutusin, madali pong ano eh, madali ang magpasimula ng church. 
In fact, dito lang sa Pilipinas, di ba? Halos every barangay may mga local churches, may home churches. Hindi ba? Tama ba? And I really admire those pastors na nagpapasimulaan mga ganun churches. But also, another thing is that hindi rin natin may deny na marami mga churches ngayon ang, how will I say it, parang nayayari ng kaaway simply because it's not following the blueprint na nasa puso't isipan ng Diyos. Are you kidding me? Naiintindihan niyo po ba? Okay. Now, I believe uh, magandang magkaroon ng churches, kumalat ang mga churches. In fact, may mga churches nga, mga pastor nagagalit pag tinatabihan sila. Eh. Hindi ho ba? Tama ba? Parang wala daw ethics and everything. Um, sa akin, sa akin ganito eh. Uh, ang demonyo nga hindi natataranta pag tabi-tabi rin yung gawain niya eh. Yan yung mga beer house, tabi-tabi, pero hindi nagagalit yung demonyo. Hindi ba? Naniniwala ako, kung ilang million tao meron dito sa Pilipinas, dapat hindi, hindi na-insecure mga churches. Kung, naintindihan natin, kung ano yung blueprint ng Panginoon. Alright? At yun naman pag-uusapan natin ngayon. Ano ba talaga? Dahil nga pag nag-deviate tayo sa blueprint, we might, be, we, we might still be called as a church, pero sometimes ang mga nangyayari, mga nagagawa, ay nawawala na doon sa talagang nais nating uh, tahakin. So ngayon pong araw na ito, pag-usapan natin, is yung responsibilidad ng church socially. Okay? Dahil kung naalala nyo, di ba, yun yung mission statement ng every nation. Every nation exists to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, Spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. Yun ang dahilan kung bakit tayo merong every nation. Now, and since we will be talking about the compassion or the, the compassion ministry or the being socially responsible ngayon, in light with the Word of God, let me just say this. Anybody can help the poor. Anybody can give. Lalo na kung may bibigay ka. Hindi po ba? Pero the real, um, ang, ang isa sa mga tanong na dapat natin yung isalang-alang is, ano ba ang motibo? Bakit nagbibigay? Bakit tumutulong? Isa yun. At pagkatapos, pagkatapos nun, what's next? So, yun ang pag-uusapan natin yan. So, maaari po ba tayong tumayong lahat at makibuklat po kayo sa akin ulit sa mga gawa. Ikaapat na kabanata. Simulan natin sa talatang tatlumput dalawa. Okay. Acts chapter 4, starting in verse 32 hanggang 37. Nakita nyo na po? Okay, tayo natin iba. Nagbubuklat pa ng Bible nila. Iba, bilis eh, no? Kasi pagpindot andong kagad, no? Galeg. Anyway, so Acts 4.32, simulan natin. Now the full number of those who believed were one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. 33. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of land and houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold, and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. 36. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Father, we thank you again for your word. Salamat po, Panginoon, 
na ang inyong salita ay hindi mawawala ng saysay. Salamat po, Panginoon, bilang bahagi ng iyong mga tinawag at ihiniwalay ang iyong church, kaming mga tao, Panginoon, ay muli naming makikita kung ano ang iyong layunin at anong nais mong gawin namin. Dalangin ko rin po, Banal na Spirito, ikaw ang patuloy na gumabay sa amin, sa pag-aaral namin, sa umagang ito, sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. Marina po tayo mga po. Now, um, during that time, hindi po kaila sa atin, no, historically speaking, um, in Acts 1, nung nabuhay naman ang Panginoon, sinabi, wag muna kayo umalis, sinabi niya doon sa kanyang mga tagasunod, uh, mag-antay kayo sa Jerusalem hanggang dumating sa inyong pangako ng Ama, and he's talking about the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, bumaba ang banal na spirito, pinuspos ang isang daan at dalawampung tagasunod ng Panginoon doon sa apirom at nabaguho ang buhay nila. Si Pedro, na dating mahiyain, ay nagkaroon ng tapang sa pangangaral ng salita ng Diyos. Si Pedro, dininay ang Panginoon. Hindi ho ba? All of a sudden, got so bold and he preached the Word of God and 3,000 got saved. Yun yung pinagkaralan natin last week. And then after that, the church started. Doon po nagsimula ang church. At Again, pag sinabi nating church, we're not talking about the building, we're not talking about structure, we're not talking about the place, but we're talking about the people who has been called and has been set apart. So pag church, tandaan natin, pag church, ito ay tao. Ito yung mga taong tumanggap kay Jesus bilang Panginoon at tagapagligtas. So kung tinanggap mo si Jesus, ikaw yung church. Sige mo yung katabi mo, sabi mo, ikaw ang tunay na iglesia. Oo. No, sometimes, hindi ba? Pagka, kasi, minsan mahirap gamitin yung kataga-iglesia kasi may ibang pumapasok agad sa ating isipan. In fact, hindi lang ikaw ang tunay na iglesia, ikaw din ang tunay na saksi ng Diyos. Tama ba? Bakit? Ang isang saksi ay isang taong nakaranas, nakakita, nakarinig ng mga pangyayari na ginawa ng Diyos. At yun ka, may ginawa sa buhay mo ang Diyos at inaasahan ng Diyos na ipatotoo mo ang ginawa niyang magandang bagay sa buhay mo sa ibang tao. At lagi kong sinasabi, ang kristyanong walang patotoo, hindi totoo. Amen. Okay, so maaaring ang isang tao ay maging reliyoso, maaaring ang isang tao ay ika nga, eh, eh, talagang maging aktibo sa isang gawain, pero kung wala siyang maipatotoo na ginawa ng Diyos, probably something is missing. Okay? Or else, ang labas lang natin, we will just become religious. But not really sharing the relationship that we had with the Lord. Now, since ang church ay nagsimula, hindi rin pulingit sa atin that they start or the church started in in the midst of a brutal, heartless, Greco-Roman culture. Yun ang kultura nila. Na ang kultura nila noon, kunyari, ang pamahalaan nila, malupit. Mapaalad pa nga tayo ngayon eh, sa gobyerno natin. Noong time nila, grabe gobyerno nila. As in, malupit. So nung nagsimula ang church, nagkaroon ng intriga sa kalagitnaan nila. Why? Because they acted differently. You know what? Because yung early church, yung mga followers ni Jesus, nagpasimula sila ng isang uri ng, ng caring, especially doon sa mga nangangailangan, in which at the time sa kultura nila, hindi ho pinapansin or dinedead malang nila ng mga bagay na yun. You know, and so, uh, even yung mga abuso, yung mga uh, widows and mga orphans and so on and so on, ang, ang kumakalinga po ay yung church. Even to the point that they're risking their own lives. In fact, dumating din sila sa punto na sila ho ay pinersecute, ang iba sa kanila ay hinuli, pinatay dahil lamang sa pagtulong sa mga nangangailangan. Weird, ano? Di ba? Well, parang ipagkaganon, hindi natin, hindi natin uh, maiisip na mangyayari yun. Now, dahil sa pagbabago, yung transformation, nagkaroon sila ng Christ-like transformation, 
you know, maging ang pananaw nila sa buhay oh, ay nag-iba. And they started to establish yung tinatawag nating counter, o nung time nila, yung countercultural ways na ngayon po nag-lead into innovations ng mga tinatawag nating orphanage, hospitals, home for the aged, or institution for the widows, and so on and so forth. Now, lahat ng ito yung nakikita natin ngayon. Yan ang mga ampunan, ospital, home for the aged, and so on, and yung mga ganong klase. It all started in the church. Now, yun ang gusto kong, gusto kong ibigilan diin ngayon. Lahat ng mga ganong uring institusyon nagsimula nun ay ang church. Kaya lang, gaya sinabi ko, nawala sa blueprint ang church. Naiba ang isipan nung ilan. Kaya, yung mga institusyon na yun ay napunta sa pamahalaan. And alam naman natin ngayon, hindi rin kailangan sa atin, marami hong mga tao, they are also socially responsible. Si, si, uh, si uh, Brad Pitt at saka si uh, uh, Angelina. Basta, sila mag-asawa. You know, meron silang sabihin, di ba, nag-aampun sila. Tama? Ng mga bata. No, kahit ang ating, uh, kahit na si Manny Pacquiao, meron siyang sariling, you know, becoming socially responsible. Hindi lang yun, Lebron James. Ba? I mean, in short, maraming gumagawa ngayon ng marami ang naging socially responsible. But sometimes, we have to think in general. Okay? Nobody's exempted. Even the church is included. We, we need to weigh ano yung motibo. Bakit? And then, after that, what's next? Y- y- yun ang magandang anuhan natin ngayon. Yun ang magandang pag-usapan natin. So, since we'll be talking about social responsibility, ano ba ibig sabihin nun? When you say a person is socially responsible, ang ibig sabihin lang nun, na merong obligasyon na gumawa ng mabuting bagay para sa lipunan. O, let's just say, sa mga nangangailangan. That is what we mean by being socially responsible. Okay? Gaya nung sinabi ni Pablo, Ephesians 2.10, sabi niya, tayo ay obra maestra ng Diyos. Tignan mo yung katabi mo, sabi mo, ang ganda ng pagkakagawa sa'yo ni Lord. Ba- ba- ba't parang hindi yung mapaniwala ang obra maestra ng Diyos niya? Now, l- let me just sidetrack a little. Hindi ho nagkamali si Lord nung ginawa ka. I believe that with all my sa Sa'yo lang bagay ang ilong na yan. Kaya huwag mo nang pagalaw. Okay? We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to what? What's the purpose? To do good works. Na yung good works na yun, ang sabi, inihanda na ng Panginoon in advance for us to what? So dapat ginagawa yung good works na yun. Okay? Are you getting me? Okay. So, since yun ang pag-uusapan natin, last week pinag-uusapan natin what a church does. Ngayon, siguro maganda, pag-uusapan natin what a church has in relation to being a socially responsible entity. Para maging socially responsible in church, ano bang meron sa church? Okay, number one is the shared purpose. Isang ang, ang ating ibinabahaging layunin. Lahat tayo dapat alam natin to. Ano ito? Now, sabi rin sa verse 32, Now the full number of those who believe were of what? One heart and soul. Sabi nga, one heart and soul. So they are not just united spiritually, but they are also united materially. Let me just explain some more. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. Now, last week, na-establish ko sa inyo in Acts chapter 2, hindi ba binenta nila nung nagpapasimula pa lamang, 
Because at the time, itong background noon, kasi maaaring nagtatang, eh, ibig mo sabihin ng pastor, ngayon, dapat benta natin, area-area natin, pamigay na natin. Hindi po, hindi yun. We need to get the, the culture and the context of what took place during the early church. Now, nung time na yun, they believe, with all conviction, na darating na si Jesus, babalik na agad. Kasi naman ang pangako niya. So they thought, nung buhay sila, babalik na si Lord. So ginawa nila, you know, nagbenta sila ng ariyera. Hindi naman totally nagbenta ng ariyera tapos wala na sila. Hindi. Siyempre, meron pa rin silang ariyarihan doon. Pero yung mga excesses, binenta nila, and then ibinigay doon sa mga nangangailang kasama nila. So again, this is different from yung socialism and communism dahil ito, they did it voluntarily. Hindi ho kinuha ng gobyerno. Hindi yung sinabi ng gobyerno, ang na yan, ako na ang bahalang mamigay. Hindi. They did it voluntarily. And ang ginawa nila, they distributed it dun sa mga nangangayang, hindi sa lahat. Hindi equal sharing, ibig sabihin nun. But they only distributed it dun sa mga nangangailangan. So, yun yung scenario nila. Hindi ba parang noong 1988 nga? Nalala nyo na, kung buhay na kayo nun. Hindi ba, kumalat ang balita nun, babalik na si Lord 1988. Marami hong nagbenta. Marami nag-resign sa trabaho, nagbinenta yung ari-arian, bahay nila and everything. Bakit? Because they believe, noong time na yun, darating na si Lord. And that was a great shock. Bakit? Eh, obviously, hindi dumating si Lord. Hindi ko alam kung sinong Lord yung dumating. Baka gambling Lord o drug Lord, hindi ko alam. Pero because of that, they did. They, 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 they. Ganun yung mentality nila. Pero during the time, when they shared, hindi, ho, hindi sila napilitan. They shared not grudgingly, but simply because they love Jesus and they wanted to obey Jesus. They knew from the very start, even sa Old Testament, nagbigay na ang Diyos ng, ikanga, eh, ng pagpapahalaga sa mga mahihirap. Sa mga byuda, orphans, and, and you know, kaya nga, pakinggan nyo to. Among all the religion, eto hindi nila makuntay sa isipan nila. Among all the religion, tanging Diyos lang ang kakampi ng mga mahihirap. Hello? Kaya nga marami, basahin nyo sa Old Testament kahit sa Proverbs. Eh, huwag, huwag nyo kakantayin, huwag nyo, uh, huwag nyo abusuhin, huwag nyo oppress, huwag nyo, yeah, bakit? Kakampi niyan si Lord. Now, of course, syempre, we also need to understand na uh, may mga ilang bagay kayong dapat din isaalang-alang dahil, yeah, kakampi sila ng Diyos, kaya lang iba dahil hindi nila di alam, ang prinsipyo ng Diyos, eh, minsan, they, they wanted to remain poor. Bakit? Para sa isipan nila, oy, responsibilidad mo ko. Pakainin mo ko kasi mahirap ako. G- ganun naman. No? Just to strike the balance. Naintindihan niyo pa. But again, we do not deny the fact that as far as God is concerned, He is a compassionate God. Mahabagin po siyang Diyos. Now, tignan niyo to. Sabi yung Proverbs, isa. He who oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. Pero I love this. But whoever is kind to the needy, ano sabi? Honors God. Pag ikaw ay gumagawa ng mabuti sa mga mahirap, pinararangalan mo ang Diyos. Kanina, binasa you know, uh, ni, ni Jeff kanina. Ano sabi ron? When you're generous to the poor, ano sabi? Para kang nagpa-utang kay Lord. Nang sa ating Pinoy, alam natin yung utang. Yung iba negative, yung iba positive. Yung iba, ay naku, yung pag-usapan niya utang na yan, pag naalala ko yung utang sa akin, baka pag-pray ko siyang kunin na siya ni Lord. You know? Ano, alala ko yun. You know, may, meron kang kaibigan. Eh. Eh, lumapit sa akin. Eh. Sabi niya, Pastor, Eh, may, may, meron akong, may, may nangutang sa akin, laking halagay. Kaya lang, eh, ang nangyari, kilala niya ako nung nangutang siya, pero nung pagkatapos din nga na ako kilala, eh, laki ng pera, sabi ko, eh, well, 
Sabi naman ni Lord, tulungan mo siya. Kaya mo si Lord magbayad sa'yo. Pero puntahan mo siya, ito sabihin mo. Sabihin mo sa kanya, kapatid, yung inutang mo sa akin, kakalimutan ko na. Sabi niya, sisingiling ko na lang kay Lord yung utang mo. At hayaan ko si Lord ang maningil sa'yo. Kinabukasin, nagbayad ho yung ano. Na, maganda palang ano yun, ano? Ma, maganda palang... Ah, well, hindi naman siya galit, ah, pero but anyway, so yun. But during, during the early church, they have the shared, you know, they have the shared purpose. They knew what their purpose was during the time. And what was that? Part of that purpose is to care for the needy. Okay, next is that not just a shared purpose, but they also have the shared provision. Okay? So hindi lang yung value sila pare-pareho, but also they share their resources. Sabi nyo ngayon, shared provision. Oh, ano sabi? 34-35. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of land or houses, sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to each as any had need. Inexplain ko na yun, kanina. So, what they did, hindi naman nila ginawang lahat-lahat ng rea nila at kung anumang pera binigay sa mga apostles at pinamigay. Kundi sila naman ang nag-irap. Naintindihan na, na, niyo ba? Now, ang, ang, again, ang punto nito is that hindi ho sila naging mga chani. Alam niyo yung chani? Oo. Oh, mga boxer. Mga, mga uh, ang, ang Greek word ng curifying. Oo. Oh, they are curifying. You know? Uh, nachiku. Y- yan ang uh, ano, sa ibang lingwahe. Nachiku. Uh, makunat. Nachiku. What they did is that pag meron silang kasama na mahirap, hindi sila nag-aatubili na tumulong. Naalala ko, when we were in Indonesia, and I had a chance uh, na maka, makakwentuhan yung mga tao, alam niyo, nakakatuwa yung mga Kristiyano sa Indonesia, they have the kingdom mentality. Most of the Indonesian Christians, oh by the way, Indonesia is the biggest Muslim nation all over the world. Pero ang dami rin mga Christians doon. Okay? I mean, uh, hindi marami, kundi may boses sa mga Kristiyano ron. Now, imagine ninyo, in a Muslim nation, tapos may mga Christians. Kasi ang ginawa ng mga Christians doon, eto yun. Sa kanila parang pagdating sa suporta sa kaharihan ng Diyos, hindi na nag-iisip kung paano sila susuporta. They are so generous. Meron nung isang, isang city na dati ho ang nangunguna ay mga Kristiyano, tapos na, na, napasok sila ng, ng, ng mga Muslim, so parang naisang tabi sila. And then, merong isang Christian na architect na kilala doon, Batikan pina-redesign yung siyudad ng alkalde. So, ni-redesign, patay hospital, mga orphanage, and so on. So, anong nangyari ngayon, muli, yung mga kristyano ang nagkaroon ng boses ng tinig doon. And, pagdating sa tulong sa kanila, may hindi nag-iisip yun when it comes to the kingdom of God. Yun ang isang napuna ko. Sa mga karamihan, sa mga, Chris, mga Christian doon sa Indonesia, pagdating sa giving kahit sa mga churches, hindi nagpupunta sa CR pagka-giving na. Mm-mm actively they participate what because they have the shared provision or shared resources pangatlo not just the shared purpose not just the shared provision but they also have the shared passion passion for what for the gospel you see listen this is what's the difference between others who help and the church who helps the main 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 big difference is what's next kaya kanina sabi ko what is the purpose Okay? Bakit? Now, to the church, the reason why we help is so that we will use that as an avenue to share the gospel. 
Mas madaling mag-share ng gospel, sabi nga nila, pagkabusog. Although yung iba, pag sumobra, inaantok, mahirap din naman. Kaya huwag mo masyadong babusogin. Konting busog lang. Okay? Now, look at this. In Acts 2.33, and with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony. Sabi nyo nga, giving their testimony. Okay? To the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace. Sabi nyo like great grace was upon them all. This was their greatest motivation. Ang greatest motivation nila is, I'll minister to your felt need, but not just for the sake of ministering to your felt need, but my goal is to preach the gospel. Helping is good. No problem with that. Maganda po ang tumulong. Pero yun po yung simula lamang. Ang tanong ko, anong kasunod? Eh, but sorry, big ba sabihin noon, when you preach the gospel, it will eradicate the poor? Mawawala ba ang mga mahirap pagka preach mo ang gospel? Hindi ho. Pero ito yun. Kailangan mo pari preach ang gospel dahil kailangan nilang marinig ang prinsipyo ng Diyos. Dahil pag narinig nilang prinsipyo ng Diyos at nagtiwala sila sa Diyos, hindi sa iyo na tumutulong. Hindi ikaw ang tinitignan nilang Diyos. Hello? Kundi talaga magtitiwala sila sa Diyos. Somehow, God's word, God's principle, the preaching of the gospel would help them be elevated for them to get out of poverty. And I believe many of you are like that. Noon, parang kwento ni Jeff. I mean, could you imagine? Panganay sa tribo nila. Itsura ni, ni Jacob. Huh? Labindalawa panganay. I mean, dito sa atin, di ba? Mabigat ang responsibilidad. Madalas ang panganay. Yan ang madalas nagsasakripisyo. Kagaya ni Jeff. Huh? Ako'y bunso eh. Bunso ako eh. You know? Pero, yung mga panganay, yan ang nagsasakripisyo. Yan ang madalas na. O sige, hindi na mag-aaral para makapag-aaral si Junior and so on. And so on. Although sa Bible, ang mga panganay, double portion yung kay Lord. Ilan ang mga panganay dito? Wow! Alam niyo ba kay Lord, double portion kayo? Oh. Galing ano. Pero dito sa atin, double portion din kayo ng tulong. But anyway, you know, uh, narinig nyo naman, testimony nyo kanina. They, they, he acknowledged, mahirap sila. They, they're part of the millions so mahirap dito sa bansa natin. And siya, narinig nyo rin, mismo siya, he thought, wala na, that's it. But when he came to know the Lord, nag-iba. And God used other people to be a channel, a conduit of blessing sa kanila. And after that, everything is history. Naging engineer siya. Somehow, umangat siya. Alam niyo kung marinig niyo yung mga testimony ng mga scholars natin sa real life, <laughs> madudurog puso niyo eh. I mean, na testimony na, sila lang yung nakapag-aral sa pamilya, sila lang yung nagkaroon ng hope sa kinabukasan. Ay, ibang klase, ang sarap bang karinig. Pagka ganun, I mean, hindi ka manghihinayang tumulong. Ah, na, naintindihan niyo po ba yung, yung sinasabi natin dito? Now, kaya nga, Maganda, maintindihan natin ano yung panuntunan, ano yung blueprint ng Lord sa church. Bakit po? Because our intention determines our direction. Kung yung intention mo, yun ang magdidikta kung yung direction mo. Bakit mahalaga to preach the gospel? Pakinggan nyo to. Kahit umapanag po ang pangangailangan ng mga mahirap, pwede pa rin yung pumunta sa impyerno. Kung hindi mo pang, uh, ipapangaral ang, ang mabuting balita. Sabi ni Jesus, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul and be cast away? What shall man give in exchange for his soul? So, hindi sapat lang natulungan mo. Marami na akong gumagawa niyan. Diba? 
lalo ngayon mag-election, marami na hong gumagawa niyan. But tanong ko, what's the motive? Andun yung pangalan nila palagi. I mean, hindi ba tayo pwedeng tumulong na wala yung pangalan natin? Pero siyempre, kasama yun sa ano eh. We're not belittling yung pagtulong ng mga politicians natin. May mga politicians ay umatin dito sa atin. Pero, sometimes, again, you have to weigh the motive. Sometimes, they do the helping pag malapit na eleksyon. Why not do it nung pagkaupo pa lang? Why not do it kahit hindi pa sila nakaupo? There are also some religious group. They also do it, you know, with, with, for their own personal gain. Bakit? Because feeling nila when they help, indulgence yun. Dagdag pogi points kay Lord. Oh Lord ha, nagpatayo ako ng 74 na building ha, tsaka tumulong ako sa 74 na milyong mga mahihirap ha. Oh, pogi points yan. Now, we, we, we can never do that. In the, you cannot bribe God. Are you hearing me? Oh, yung iba, may, meron din, even sa religious group, they do it to convert the people. Just to convert them. Kaya again, ang motibo, mahalaga. Because again, your intentions determines your direction. Kung intention mo, yan ang magbibigay sa'yo kung saan ka, kung, saan, kung anong path ang gagamitin mo, ang, ang, ang dadaanan mo. Are you, are you still here with me? So again, the goal is to preach the gospel, not just help. Tanyang, bigyan ko kayo, mga kaunting ano lang. Nag-feeding program ka, alright? Napakain mo. Fine, great, great. I mean, praise God. God bless your heart. But what's next? After feeding. Well, at least, napakain, and we're grateful, or they are grateful for that. Pero, di ba mas maganda, kunyari, pinakain mo na, tinutukan mo na. Total, pinakain mo na, tutukan mo na. Marami, bibigyan ng scholarship. What they do, of course, criteria na meet, they'll give money, okay, mag-aral ka na. Oh, huwag mo kalimutan, sino pa-aral sa'yo, ha? Yeah, maganda yun. Pero, what's next? Yun ang magandang punto. Okay, now, palawigin ko lang ng kaunti. Punin nyo, Deuteronomy. Ito sabi ng Diyos, but there will be no poor among you. How many of you like that? You like that? I, mean, I love that. I mean, pangako yun ng Diyos sa kanila. Walang magiging mahirap sa inyo. Sinabi niyo sa mga Hudyo. I, I mean, hira. Kung ako pangakuan niyan, aboy eh, sino, sino pang lalayo sa Diyos? Now, bakit sinabi ng Diyos walang, walang magiging mahirap para sa inyo? Dahil itong sabi niya, sapagkat pagpapalaan kayo ng Panginoon sa lupain na binibigay niya sa inyo bilang pamana. Kaling, ano? Ilan sa inyo gusto I mean, how many of you would say, God, gusto ko yan. I don't want to be poor. Dito sa Pilipinas, to reach the majority of the people, you have to reach the masses. Because according to the story, 70-75% sa Pilipinas mahirap. Pero tignan nyo to. Ang pangako ng Diyos, walang mahirap sa inyo. Eh bakit may mahirap? Kahit sa mga hudyo, ba't may mahirap? Kasi sumunod na talata, eto yung susi. Sabi niya, if, walang magiging mahirap sa inyo dahil pagpapalain ka ng Diyos, kung! Nang Na problema sa marami, gusto lang yung pangako. Ayaw alam eh, ano kondisyon? How I wish. Sa anong sinabi nun? Walang magiging mahirap sa inyo. Nung tinanggap mo si Lord, ting! Ay, ang dami ko ng pera, ang galing! Hindi at ang sabi si Lord magpapala sa'yo, hindi yung trabaho mo. Gagamitin lang yun ni Lord. Ang magpapala sa'yo, si Lord, hindi yung loto. Hindi sabong. Sa katunayan, sabi ng Biblia, huwag kang magbadali sa pagyaman. Dahil pwede kang sirain yan. 
Isa lang naisip ko, but, Lord, but, bakit hindi mo na ako bigyan? Bigyan mo na ako ngayon kahit, initially, kahit konti lang, 10 million lang, bigyan. ngayon na, Lord. I've been praying for that. Pero isa lang ang impression sa akin, Lord, hindi ka pahanda ron. Tama na sa yung 1,000 lang muna. Titignan ko sa 1,000, magtatights ka. 1,000, hirap na hirap ka na magtights eh. 10 million pa. Yun ang sabi sa akin. Hindi sa inyo, sa akin yun, ha? sa akin. Oh. Oh. Ngayon, sabi niya, if, ano yung condition? That there will be no poor. If only, you will what? Strictly obey. Ano pa? Being careful to do. How many? Naalala niyo, Joshua 1.8, And the book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it when? Day and night. Bakit? That you may be able to do all that is written therein. And then, you'll make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Now, we all want to, to prosper, we all want to succeed, but we don't want to see kung condition. And what was that? The Word of God never to, 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 to leave our mouth, but for us to meditate. Ganun din. That's why, again, the preaching of the gospel is important. Because faith comes by hearing and understanding the Word. Amen! At sabi ron, strictly obey. Hindi lang basta obey. Nalalo niyo bata kayo? Naglalaro ka ng, ng manika. Diba, na, na, mga babae, lalaro kayo nung, nung voodoo doll. Ay, voodoo doll. Yung, yung Barbie. May Barbie na ba? Ano mo ba may Barbie na? Anyway, okay, mga lalaki, diba? Lalaro kayo ng kutsi-kutsihan nyo. Tapos all of a sudden, inutusan ka ng nanay mo bumili ng toyo. Oh. Sublot ka naman eh. Pero paano? Padabog. Lagi na lang ako. Akin na! Oh, hindi ba? Now, minsan ganun, ugali natin kay Lord, sumusunod, pero mas maloob. Tapos nagtataka tayo, ba't di tayo nabibless? And whether we like it or not, we're all guilty of this, namimili tayo ng susundin. Kaya pati, ilan sa'yo gusto mabless? Amen! Ilan gusto yung mag-succeed? Amen! Tara, humayo tayo! Ikaw! Now, verse 6, look at this. For the Lord your God will bless you as He promised you. I love that. The Lord your God, I'm sorry. The Lord your God will what? He'll bless you. As He promised you. Our God is a faithful God. He's not a man that He should lie, nor a son of man that He should change His mind. And you shall not... I love this. Hindi ka mangungutang. Ikaw ang magpapautang. Ay, naku, Pastor. Ayoko yung mga pautang-pautang na yan. Gaya ng kwento ko. Nararapture sila matapos mangutang. Di yun din sabihin mo, hindi na kita sisingilin. Si Lord na lang sisingilin ko dyan. Harayaan ko si Lord, maningil sa'yo. Tamo, bukas siya magbabayad dyan. Okay, talon tayo, verse 7. If among you, eto na ngayon, if among you, one of your brothers should become poor. So, bigla may mahirap. Bakit may mahirap? Kala ko ba, no poor? Bakit bigla? Now, kung sakali, sabi niya, kung meron sa inyong kapatid na mahirap, bakit naghirap? Kasi hindi sumusunod. Tawag ka doon, abang lingkod nag lang lagi na may mag-aabot. Oh, if among you, one of your brothers should become poor, in any of your towns within the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against your poor brother. Verse 8, sabi ron, but you shall open your hand to him and lend him 
sufficient for his need, whatever it may be. Talon tayo, verse 10. You shall give to him freely, and your heart shall not be grudging when you give to him, because for this, and if for this, for helping your brother who's poor, your God will bless you in all your work, in all that you undertake. Amen. And then verse 11, for there will never cease to be poor. Hindi mauubos ang mga may hirap. Bakit? Kasi maraming di sumusunod. Kaya nga we have to preach the gospel. Are you hearing me? And that's what we do. That's what we do. Sa every nation natin, again, you know, yung sinasabi natin doon, is that we exist to establish what? Christ-centered, spirit-empowered churches and campus. That is our goal. Listen, look at me. Para maintindihan nyo, our goal is to plant church and go sa mga campuses. Yun ang goal natin. Ano ang means natin? Ang means natin is yung becoming socially responsible. Our goal is not the compassionate thing. It's just a means. Na, naintindihan niyo po ba? Ang goal natin hindi lang para magpaaral. Madali magpaaral. Ang tanong ko, ano mangyayari pag pinaaral mo? Kaya tayo, tinututukan natin sila. Hindi lang natin pinag-aaral. Dinidisciple natin. Sinishare natin yung gospel. Bakit? Para ma hindi sayang. Na, naintindihan niyo po ba? Y- yun yung ginagawa natin. Now, in description of what we do, again, church plant and campus ministry. Our means, our avenue is through the Real Life Foundation. Yun yung compassion arm natin ng victory. Tignan nyo yung sinabi ni Richard Stern. Sabi niya, education is foundational to the development of a child, his or her community, and the entire nation. And no long-term escape from poverty is possible without the methodical and routine education of children. So in short, in reality, magandang pagtulong yung pag-aaral. Why? Because we do not just give them fish. We teach them how to fish. And we also know because we're so consistent with our calling, we reach to the next generation palagi. Now, hindi lingit sa'yo, nagsimula ang victory sa mga sudyante. Hanggang ngayon, yung parang ginagawa natin, we reach out to the students. Kaya nga meron tayong mga campus missionaries. Eh. Kaya, in fact, I, I really would like to encourage you, support our campus missionaries. Be, part, be, be partners with them. Why? Sila nagpupunta sa mga eskulahan. To reach out to the students. Ngayon, we're, we're doing feeding program, elementary, pupunta, eto yung mga gandang, pupunta tayo sa mga, sa mga schools. Elementary, hingi tayo, 50 katao, mahirap. Public schools. Na hindi lang natin pinapakain. Linggo-linggo, pinapakain natin, and then buwan-buwan, pupunta ang doktor. Sine-check up, anong ba ito, bumigat ba ito? O, ganun pa rin. Ano ba alaga na ito sa tiyan? Bulate o sawa? Kasi iba, lakas naman kumain, pero payat pa rin. Baka may anaconda yun, you know. Okay lang. ba? And then hopefully, pag-graduate nila ng elementary, pumasal lang sila sa criteria, pabigyan ng scholarship. That's what we do. We believe this is what the Lord wants us to, to accomplish. I mean, you know, other churches are doing other things, pero tayo, as far as victory is concerned, every nation is concerned, ito yung focus natin. Why? Because again, we, we don't stop reaching out to the next generation, kaya mas pinili natin yung education. Sa katunayan, you know, l- let me just give this... Uh, um, uh, parang survey ng, ng uh, Asian Development Bank. Sabi na, 99.4 of the, share, uh, of the share of total poverty in the Philippines is made up of those 
who do not have a university degree. 99.4. Sabi nila, 90% of the population does not have a university degree. 90%. And then 0.6 lang ang merong university degree. So, ma, our, our, our point is this. You see, education can do them a lot. It can help them. Yeah, that's my point. And that's what we're doing right now. In fact, how many of you know Pastor Ferdy? Ferdy Camilling of Fortigas. Pastor Ferdy turned 50 years old. He'd been praying for this. He'd been singing for this. Sabi niya, three years, way, way back, three years. Sabi niya, bago siya, pag dumating siyang 50, this is what he wanted to do. He wanted to run 50 kilometers for 50 days. Uh, by the way, for, for your information, uh, si Pastor Ferdy actually, kasama niya si Deyang Castillo, in-interview siya. He'll be running all across the Philippines for 50 days. Nagsimula po kahapon. Okay? Now, kahapon nagpunta siya sa Maasim, Tarangani. He ran 50 kilometers there. Now, ang goal niya is not just to run. His goal is that for every kilometer he runs, if people would want to support it, ang, ang, ang kanyang, uh, ang kanyang ad- advocacy is for every kilometer, it's equivalent to a thousand pesos. So, tamatak mo siya. May mga tao, trust me, yung, yung mayor ng, ng, ng uh, sa Maasim, uh, nagbigay siya courtesy call, he gave, hindi to Christian, he gave 50,000 for that. And marami po nagbibigay ngayon. And yung, yung lahat ng processing will go to the 250, presently, 250 scholars natin. Na ngayon, nasa, puro mga nasa college and university. So he received all the, the support there. Ngayon, papunta siya ng Jensan. Ganun din po ang gagawin niya. Meron po siyang team na nakaalalay sa kanya para tumakbo. You know, and, and, and that's what he's been doing. Not for him. Because it's not about him. It's not about you. Not about us. It's all about God's love in us. That's the point. And so, I'd like to end with this. That the church reaches out, not just to the spiritual, but even to the physical. We can never deny that fact. And just like what Paul said in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, sabi, in all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, what? Read the last phrase. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Yun ang gusto kong iwan sa inyo ngayong ito. The word here, we exist not just for the sake of doing church. We exist not just for the sake of checking attendance every Sunday. We're doing this not because nakaugalian na natin, tradisyon na natin. No. We're doing this for a purpose. We have the sh- same shared purpose and that is to help the poor. We have one of those purposes, of course. The same shared provision. We help them. We support. We volunteer. And then, we have the same passion, and that is to preach the gospel. Maybe some of you would say, Pastor, estudyante pa ako eh, hindi ako makarelate dyan, wala ako bibigyan. No, kaya ako, dapat mo marinig to. Bakit? For you to study hard. Para pag nakatapos ka, then you can now help. And if you're a student here, and walang, or maybe natambay ka na, dahil wala kang pa, you know, maybe just coordinate at the office. Maybe, baka, baka pwede ka doon sa scholarship. Who knows? Try it. Are, are you hearing me? Or maybe some of my pastor, ako nga, wala rin ako. Man, you don't have to be rich to become a blessing. We can volunteer. We can pray for them. Ask. Kung paano kayo makakatulong. It's not just all about money, but of course, for some of us who do have the provision, who do have the resources, then be a blessing. I always say that one of the reasons kung bakit tayo palagi may sobra is for us to plant those seeds to those who are in need. Are you hearing me?
Now, I'd like to pray for you. Can, can we just all stand up right now? Let me just pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I lift up to each and every one of your people here. Ngayon, Panginoon. Lord, you know them more than I know them. You know their status more than I know them. You know even what they're going through right now. But God, I pray, as a church, it is already a blessing that you have called us. It is already a blessing that you have set us apart. It is already a blessing that we're here, even right now, to hear the preaching of your word. But Lord, I pray, this time, break those wrong mindsets that all we think of is, what can I get from you? What's in it for me? Lord, I pray, this time, it will be a change of mindset. How can I be a blessing? Lord, I pray, let, that, let, let it keep ringing in our ears, in our heart. How can we be a blessing as a church? Whether individually or corporately. Lord, I even pray that we'll not just bless people, but we'll make sure at the end of the day, we'll share your gospel. We'll share your word. We'll share your love. Lord, thank you so much. Because right now, we are entering into a new season of our Christian walk. In our Christian walk, Lord God. That we will not just think of ourselves, but we will start to think of the purposes you have for us. Lord, make it alive in our hearts right now. And I even pray, God, for those who have needs right now. Lord, I pray, more than just supplying all their needs, I pray, give them more. Give them more, Lord God, so that they can have more to share. Lord, you said in your word, it's you who give bread to the eater and seed to the sower. Lord, give them bread so that they might enjoy it. Give them bread so that they might be satisfied and that their needs will be met. But also give them seed so that they may be able to sow. God, I pray that when the seed comes, we will not eat them, but we will sow them, oh God. So Father, thank you so much for what you've been doing and what you will still do and what you're about to do as you would make us a blessing to the people around them. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise for that. Hallelujah. Wow. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.